Hello and welcome to the VIP Fitness Podcast. My name is Victoria and my aim is to help you understand the mechanics of fat loss and maintenance and then to help you implement this understanding with your own fat loss and maintenance journey. I'll provide you with information, hints, tips, tricks and hacks that you can pick and choose from to use in your day-to-day life. If you want more information or you'd like to speak to me about coaching, you can find me on Instagram at VIP Fitness Coaching. Thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you do enjoy what you've heard, I'd appreciate it if you could share, follow, review, rate, all of that good stuff that podcasts ask you to do. Thank you for your time. Welcome back to the VIP Fitness Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about measuring and tracking your progress if you are looking for fat loss. There are four main ways in which you can track your progress, and it's generally a good idea to to use at least two or three of these methods because none of them are entirely accurate, especially the first two. So it's a good idea to find a general level of what's going on. Starting with number one, it's one that most people are familiar with, the scale weight. There's two ways you can go about using the scales to track your progress. Some people are not fans of the scales. There's a lot of history, a lot of negativity around using the scales. And there's two ways you can deal with that. You can either say that you're not going to use the scales at all. It's just something you're not going to engage with. And that is absolutely fine. If you find the scales trigger a lot of negative feelings, negative emotions, a lot of poor behaviours around food and dieting and fat loss, it's perfectly acceptable to not use them at all. Some people like to use them from the point of view of the data. You get a lot of information from what's going on on the scales. However, we don't necessarily have the knowledge of what that data is and what it means. So the two ways in which you can use the scales, if you do have a few issues around using them and you don't really like using the scales, I would suggest weighing yourself right at the beginning of your fat loss, your, you know, whatever it is you're doing to try and lose some fat, weigh yourself right at the beginning and then don't weigh yourself for another four weeks. So see where you are day one, week one, and then see where you are at the end of week four, because you'll get a realistic idea there of whether you've A, lost fat and B, roughly how much. The second way of using the scales is to do it every single day. And the reason for doing it every single day is that you can see how ridiculous and outlandish the daily fluctuations can be on the scales. If you've dieted in the past and you've used the scales in the past, you might have seen that you wake up one day and you weigh X amount of pounds and then you get on the scales the following day and you've lost four pounds and then you get on the scales the day after that and you've gained six pounds and it's up and down and up and down and it's it makes no sense. There's no rhyme or reason to it. And when you do see those big jumps up in the scales, it can be very demotivating. You can feel like you've had a really good day, you've stuck to your calories, you've eaten good foods, you've nourished yourself, you didn't feel particularly hungry, you've not snacked, and then you get on the scales in the morning and you've gained two pounds. And you just feel like throwing the whole thing in the bin and sacking it off completely. And you end up in the bucket with it and just think to yourself, well, it's clearly not working. I might as well just eat everything and sack this off. The reason for those daily fluctuations 
is nothing to do with fat. You cannot lose fat on a daily basis. It's a long-term process. It takes time. Daily fluctuations will nearly always be either food volume in your body. You might just need to go for a poo. And I apologise for talking about this on a podcast, but that could be what's going on. It could be water. If you've drunk a lot of water, if you're at a certain point in your menstrual cycle, if you're somebody who menstruates, it might be that your body is carrying more water. You might have had more carbohydrates than you normally would have done. And the thing with carbohydrates is, is that when you store it in your muscles, for every gram of carbohydrate that you're storing, you need an extra three grams of water to help store that. So it's not fat, you've not gained fat, you're just storing a little bit of energy and some extra water to keep that energy in your muscles. But on the scales, they don't tell you that. The scales don't break down the number and tell you how much is this and how much is that. It just gives you a number. It could be salt. If you had a lot of salt one day, again, you're going to take on a lot more water and that will show with a jump in the scales. Again, for anybody who menstruates, when it gets to that time of the month, a lot of people do see a gain on the scales. Again, it's generally water. Your body's holding on to a bit more energy, a bit more water. But then you find that after your period has come, all of a sudden that weight drops back off again. So you might see these massive fluctuations on a daily and even a weekly basis, but you have to detach the emotion from it a bit and just think this isn't representative of the fat I'm carrying. This isn't representative of my actions I've taken in the days leading up to it. It's purely measuring how much my body weighs at this point in time. It's not telling me my fat, it's not telling me anything else and you have to detach from that and just think, yep, the scales might have gone up today, they might go up tomorrow as well. They might go up for three or four days in a row but then they'll probably come down again and so long as you stick to your targets, your exercise, your neat all of the things that you've put in place to try and lose some fat. So long as you're ticking them off every day, you will see the scales start to come down. It can be a good idea to log it on one of the apps so you can see the graph because once you've recorded a good chunk of data, once you've got, for example, a month's worth of weigh-ins on that app, you can then look at the graph and see, yes, on a day-to-day basis, there's a lot of up and down, But when you spread that out over the month, you can see a generalised trend as to whether your weight's going up, staying the same or going down. If you are going to use the scales, the best way to do it is to always use the same scales. So don't be flitting between your bathroom scales, the scales at your mum's house, the scales at the gym, the scales at Boots. Stick to your own scales and only use those ones. They're all calibrated differently. You're just not going to get any kind of accurate reading whatsoever. So stick to your own. Try to stick to the same time of day. And the best time to do this is first thing in the morning before you've had anything to eat or drink, because anything you eat or drink will also affect the scales. If you're somebody who's previously weighed yourself in the morning and then weighed yourself in the evening, you might have seen a massive gain in the evening. And that's because you'll have had two or three meals during the day and you'll have drunk a load of water and you've not been to the toilet. So all of that food is in your body. A quick little experiment you can try to show yourself this is go stand on your scales and take a big bottle of water with you. Stand on the scales holding the bottle of water and then put the water down and stand on the scales again and see how much air quotes weight you have lost just by putting the water down. It's really important to break that emotional attachment to the numbers. First thing in the morning, before you eat or drink anything and after 
you've been to toilet. No clothes, no pyjamas or anything like that. And that way you're going to make your data as accurate as it can be. It's never going to be perfect, but at least if you try to maintain those conditions, the number will be as accurate as possible. So every single day under those conditions or once every four weeks. But again, same conditions. First thing in the morning, no clothes, after using the toilet, no food or drink. The second way to measure your fat loss progress is to take measurements. Now, measurements can be kind of tricky, especially if you're not used to doing them. It's quite hard sometimes to find where exactly you're supposed to be measuring. Some people like to measure a lot of places on their body. Some people like to just pick one or two areas. I would advise always picking your waist Measuring at your waist is a good indicator not only of whether or not you're losing fat or not, but also where you're storing that fat. Because storing fat around your tummy, around your middle, it's generally linked with poor health outcomes. You hear about, um, I can't remember the name for it now, but the fat that you store around your organs is really not good for you. Whereas like the fat that you store on your arms and legs, it's a lot healthier. So taking that waist measurement and seeing what's going on around your middle is a good idea. It's best to pick a visual marker so that you know you're always measuring in the same place. You can, depending on how much fat you have to lose, you can put your hands on your waist and always measure at the smallest point. Or if you have any kind of marks, for example, a mole, a freckle, a scar, something that stands out that you can always find that point, always measure around that point. Or, you know, if your belly button, you can pick maybe an inch above your belly button and always measure around that point. But it's better to try and be as consistent as you can be. Other points that you might want to include, but again, you don't have to, you can measure around your hips, you can measure around your bust or your chest, you can measure around your thighs, you can measure around your upper arms. So you can do as many or as few of those as you like. But I would advise if you are going to do them, at least include the waist measurement because that's probably the best one to do. The third way to measure progress is photos. You've probably seen a lot of photos on social media where people do before and after shots and in the before photo they look very, very sad. They're standing with very bad posture and they're hunched over and the lighting's really bad. They're wearing gym wear or underwear with a bikini that's not very flattering. They haven't got a tan. We've seen these kind of photos before. And then in the after photo, they're standing up straight, they're smiling, they're flexing their muscles, they've got a bit of a tan, they're wearing a flattering gym outfit or a bikini or something, the lighting's amazing, the photo's taken from a slightly different angle. There's a lot of There's a lot of fake photos out there. There's a lot of nonsense when it comes to before and after photos. So if you want to use before and after photos, they are very good to use for your own personal way of seeing it. Because we see our own bodies on a daily basis, it's very difficult for us to see the changes. Whereas if you took a before photo at the beginning and then four, five, six weeks later took another photo and compared it, it's a lot easier to see what's going on. And what might happen is that if you're not in too big of a calorie deficit and you're doing a lot of resistance training, if you're using the scales as well, you might find that not much is happening on the scales. You're roughly maintaining the same weight. But if you look at your photos from four weeks ago and compare them to today's photos, 
you can see actually you've gained a, a bit of muscle definition. You can see a muscle in your shoulder that wasn't there before. You can see like the edge of your oblique muscles on the side of your abs and you can see like a bit of definition in your legs and you can see that you've lost fat and you've got more muscle definition. But if you were purely using the scales as a measure of progress, it would look like you've not done anything. So before and after photos can be good from that point of view. Very similar to using the scales, you've got to be consistent. So try to take them in the same outfit with the same lighting, the cameras in the same position, the same distance away and all of that, just so that you're comparing like for like and you're not doing one of these photo shoots like you see on Instagram where everything's a bit fake. And I say you can do just from the front or if you wanted to, you could take a photo from the front, from the side, from the back, just so you can see a full view of what's going on. The fourth method, and this is a really easy one, it's a really good one. Find either a pair of jeans that you love or a really nice dress that you love, but you've not worn it for a while because it doesn't fit anymore. You've put on a bit of extra body fat and the dress or the jeans don't do up quite right. They don't feel, it doesn't feel comfortable anymore. Try that outfit on at the beginning and then after about six or eight weeks, however long you've been doing your fat loss for, try it on again and just see, is this a bit more comfortable now? Can I get it done up a bit better? How do I feel in it? How do I look in it? Do I feel better wearing it than when I first put it on? And that can be a really good way, again, to measure what's going on with your body if the scales are telling you nothing's happening. So the scales, by themselves, the scales are not a good measure of progress. But if you combine the scales with one of these other methods, it gives you a much better insight as to what's going on. You can get a better idea of whether or not you're losing fat because losing fat will not automatically equate to losing weight. You might be losing fat but gaining a little bit of muscle. And again, losing weight doesn't equate to losing fat. If you lose six pounds overnight, it might be that you had a really good toilet movement and you're dehydrated. If you've ever been for a really heavy night out and you've had a lot of alcohol, you might wake up in the morning having dropped three or four pounds, but that's because you're really dehydrated and hungover. And as soon as you start drinking water, those three or four pounds will go back on again. Just to finish this off then, one thing that is really good if you're using the scales or measurements is to flip your units. So if you have a bad history with dieting, body image, weight loss, all of those kind of things, if weighing yourself or measuring yourself brings up a lot of negative emotions and energy, try flipping the units that you use. So if you've always weighed yourself in stones or pounds, maybe switch to kilograms because the kilogram numbers won't carry the same negative emotions that maybe the pounds will have done. You might have had a history where you've seen, oh gosh, the scales have gone up to 12 stone and that number's a bad number for me. And if I have to see that number, it triggers negative emotions. But if you look at it in kilograms, it won't carry that same gravitas. Same with measurements. If you've always measured in inches and you know, you've seen your waist measurement and you've gone, oh, my waist has gone up to 40 inches. This is terrible. I don't like this number it makes me feel bad, switch to centimetres instead, because again, the numbers will not have the negative connotations. So just to round all that up, you've got scale weight, do it daily or do it once every four weeks. Measurements, definitely do your waist if you're going to do it. You can do other areas. Progress photos, do these every four, six, eight weeks. Don't do them every week. Do them over a decent period of time. And an item of clothing that didn't fit properly, just to see if it's starting to fit a bit better. 
And then if you have any kind of negative connotations with certain numbers, switch the units so that the numbers don't carry the same weight. I hope that's been helpful. If anyone's got any questions about any of that, please feel free to message me on Instagram at VIP Fitness Coaching, or you can visit my webpage, fill in the contact form. I am taking on new clients at the moment. So if you want to speak to somebody about fat loss, but from an educational point of view, a knowledge-based point of view, and a compassionate point of view, I'd be more than happy to speak to you. Thank you very much for your time and attention today. I hope that some of what I've said today has been helpful. If you want any more information on anything I've covered, or if you'd like to speak to me about nutrition and fitness coaching, you can find me on Instagram at VIP Fitness Coaching. Please feel free to drop me a message. I'd be happy to respond to anything you want to talk about. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.